Newcastle, it's that time again. Here are your bench warmers, Sean and Storky. Hello and welcome to the bench warmers. My name is Sean, and like always, I'm joined by my good mate Matt Storky. Stork, how are you, Storky? Mate, we're going to get into exactly how we feel uh, into this show. Oh, but uh, we, are. we are. We're hurting like everyone else. We are. And we're going to talk into it and delve into it. Mm. But uh, yeah. Mate, what caught your eye this week? A couple of things. Um, uh, something funny before we get into all the de- depressing stuff, basically. Remember last week in the show uh, how I brought up, oh, no, you're, you're the number one Twyla fan, yep. which we've always talked about. <laughs> And, um, you know, we said you're the conductor, so we... The fat controller. The fat controller, mm. that's it. And we compared you to Thomas. Well, one of our fans during the week has taken it upon themselves to uh, take that a little bit further, which you can <laughs> see in the picture up here. Um, I'll give a shout out to Dale Samalinko. Samalinko, I apologise if I haven't said that properly, but that's an awesome effort. That's I, great. I got a huge laugh <laughs> when I saw great. that. Um, that was awesome. So that was the first thing I saw. Second thing I saw was um, old mate at the uh, Bulldogs versus the Broncos game. Yeah. Yelling out during the um, minute silence like some type of dickhead and got punched in the scone for it. So He deserved it. He did. Mm. Yeah, I don't think there would be anybody that um, yeah, would disagree with that. No, so. no, not at all. Not at all, Stalky. So what caught your eye this week? Mate, what caught my eye this week was I was lucky enough to be a groomsman, actually. At uh, Maddie, Maddie Crookle, good man of mine, okay. Maddie Crookle. Uh, big fan of the Knights, Storky. That big of a fan, mate. Um, the Knights featured in his vows. Oh, did they? Yep. Also, Very his wedding cool. speech. And, mate, he's planning his honeymoon pretty much around the Knights. Oh, he, smart he's had, decisions. He's heading up to Townsville and then linking up with me on uh, Magic Ground. There you go. Lucky his missus. I've seen his missus at a lot of the games too. So I know she's a big fan yeah, as well. Yeah, they both so. are. I sat with so them on the weekend well. and um, they've, they've got their, you know, crookle written across both I their jerseys. did it's, see that. Very nice. It's cute, Soggy. Very it cute. It was. It was mm. very good. But um, we will mention our sponsor for the show this year. So the Benchwarmers are powered by Pain Away in 2022. Pain Away is Australia's number one joint and muscle cream spray brand available at all leading pharmacies. <sighs> Mate. Talking about pain away, um, I was saying before, there's a lot of hurting fans this week. We lead into that way too much, don't we? And it's unfortunate that we have <laughs> we, to. <laughs> we do. Like, don't get me wrong. Their pain away is a oh, brilliant brand. One, brilliant. Of, you know, huge, huge, huge. Um, but yeah, just unfortunately, pain away <laughs> just relates to our season. Just relates to the nights in general, not yeah. just this season. Go back for the last 10, 15, 20 years and it Very true. It relates. Unfortunately, very yeah, true. You know, we had someone the other day say that maybe Pain Away should sponsor the Knights, and I don't think it's a bad idea. No, it definitely fits. Definitely suits. <laughs> definitely. Same colours and all, so make it happen. Yeah, so look, we're, we're really opening up our mailbag this week. Um, like I said, you hurt, we hurt, let's all just hurt together. Yeah. We'll have a good good discussion. Group, group healing. Yes, group healing. Um, talking about hurt and pain away, let's jump into this week's pain away match review. Alright Storky, match review time. Let's rip off the band-aid, get it over and done with. The Newcastle Knights took on the Eels in front of a crowd of 25,169 on Sunday at McDonald Jones Stadium. uh, 25,169 is a great crowd considering the team's form. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mind you, Sunday crowds are always good at McDonald Jones Stadium, especially the day before a public holiday. And against a team who I, I think have the best away Supporters, they've got a great fan base up here. Every time we play in Parramatta, they've definitely you know come out in droves, and unfortunately, you could bloody hear them at the game. Oh, like, unfortunately, they're loud. That para chant, like you know, I haven't been to many games, and all the years I've been going to games where the opposition's team mm. drowned out our nights that's, chant. That's what I was going to say. Is go back twenty years ago, go back to the golden era of the nights. Anyone that came to our stadium tried to put on a bit of a chant, even if their team was flogging us by 30, we would still start that Newcastle chant for no reason other than to drown them out and just remind them 
that, hey, this is our home. You, yeah. you, you don't do this in Newcastle. You're in the kingdom. You don't come here. But no. I, I don't know what it was. It was like the weirdest atmosphere. It was like the, the energy just being drained out of us Knights fans. It was the weirdest feeling. The, the energy was drained early because yeah. I think maybe once a Knights chant Trying yeah. to go up. I heard the, a couple of lone, um, I was going to say lone soldiers, it's Anzac Day. <laughs> yep. Lone soldiers like trying to get it started, but yep. didn't, didn't happen. Anyway, let's have a look at the key stats. I don't really want to. Um, the Eels paralysed the Knights. Paralysed. Do you like what I did some, there? Some of your best. <laughs> some of your best. Winning 39-2, to two, scoring six tries and kicking seven from eight. The Eels won the possession battle with 59% possession and had a better completion rate of 85%. The Eels ran more metres with 1,980. Knights made more errors with 11 to the Eels 6, and we made more tackles with 370 tackles, Sorky. Unfortunately, with that loss, the combined score of our last two games against Parramatta at home is a whopping 79 to 6. Ooh, that's painful. Yeah, 40 to 4 last year, 39 to 2 this year. Points differential of 36 last year, 37 this year. Mate, at least we're consistent. Yeah, well that pretty much sums up uh <laughs> sums up, yeah. Sum, yeah. Sums up that game. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> no, I've 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 got nothing. That was our 400th game. At McDonald Jones Stadium, our first being against the Parramatta Eels back in the opening round of 1988. Yeah. We'd lost that one as well, going down 28-4. to four. Starting to not like playing the Eels at home. No, not at home. Not at home at all. No. no. But um, uh, the Anzac ceremony on the day, like let's go back to something a bit more positive. The yeah, Anzac ceremony on the day, I thought it was brilliant. Um, that one-minute silence at the start, like... I don't know if old mate getting you know punched in the chops had a bit to do with it, but there was not one person yelling at it. It was the quietest I've ever heard mm. that one minute silence. And what they did, the actual ceremony they did, like I was almost had a bit of a tear, mate. It was well, brilliant. Yeah, I, I I did for another reason. I had a bit of a proud dad moment myself. Mm. Um, I've stood up as you do when when they start to do the ode and and stuff like that. I've stood up, taken the hat off, um, had my six-year-old son and my three-year-old son next to me and and the wife, Um, and I looked down and I wasn't expecting my six-year-old to be standing there doing what I was doing, you know, respecting the ceremony. And I just looked down and he's standing there next to me just watching and it was a a proud moment. That's Mm. awesome. Shout out to all the um, uh, fans that had like their young kids there because – you know, those type of oh. things. You do sometimes hear the kids Mate, yelling I, out. You don't blame them because they're kids, but I didn't even hear kids yelling out. No, I stress out whenever there's a, a minute silence and <laughs> I've got my three-year-old. I sit there going, oh, no, don't. I think most of our parents do. But, <laughs> I don't um, want to get knocked out by some yeah. <laughs> some fan. But um, uh, how about the band? The band. Um, oh, the half time. Yeah, the marching. Mm. I don't know if you call it a marching band, but the or army the band. the army band, yeah. Yeah, playing better. Mate, that, that how were, good was they, that? They were great. Only criticism that I have, and I'm sure you're you're the same. Both being guitarist, is when he just he opened with those riffs, and he was just out of time. <laughs> a little bit out, but yeah, no, bit, bit maybe nervous, nerves, bit yeah. of nerves. So yeah. no, but overall, it was brilliant. I think the singer bloody did an awesome job. Oh, the singer did did a fantastic job. He smashed it. But um, my yeah. only problem with you know the whole. Anzac thing that happened during that game was Parramatta's jersey. Oh, what's doing with that? <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's a shocker. That's the worst jersey out of, like, in my opinion, the worst jersey out of all the jerseys I've seen. In like in ever. history. Yeah. Yep, ever. Yep. It's worse um, than the um, Warriors picnic um, picnic blanket jersey yeah, yeah. from a few years ago. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know what was worse, though. Eels jersey or our performance? Oh yeah, no, I'd have to go with the performance on this. I didn't. Yeah, I don't it, think anything you wore like. At uh, least the jersey showed up. Yeah, well, that jersey. I thought it was supposed to be like camo or something, but apparently it was. Uh, what was it? It was supposed to represent the spotted gum along the Parramatta River. I've never seen a blue and yellow spotted gum. I myself. had no idea. To me, all week I'd like no disrespect to the Anzac jerseys because they're awesome, but it looked like to me like a bloody Smurf bukkake or <laughs> bukkake, however you say that. That's what it looked like. Mate, I don't it know was, what you're talking about. It was uh, shocking. But, yeah. <laughs> it was shocking. Mate, I I I said this last week that I thought we were the better team in the first twenty minutes, and then went on to say, but you idiot, does your game isn't 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it again. I thought we were the better team for the first 10. Yeah, I agree. I, I believe for the first 10, we came out there, was in 10. 
um, great kick chases, huge defence early, and um, it, it just died in the ass very quick. But yeah. there was that, that beautiful grubber that Kloon put in yeah. to get that repeat set, which was ended up in a dropout, yep. which ended out... That was so weird. ...ended up out on the full... Yeah, mm. yeah, that was really weird. But then that also led into our key moment for this week as well. You know, yeah. there wasn't wasn't a lot to choose <laughs> from from the old um, key moment. You know, I almost wanted to give it to Glenn Hawke for having to try and pump the crowd when oh, he he, he must really struggle some weeks. That just oh, shows yeah. how much of a professional he is. Oh yeah, three quarters of the way into the game, and he's still led to see Newcastle. And yeah, because yeah, as far as I'm aware, he did three games over the weekend. Oh, um, but he is a Knights fan. Yeah. So to to be sitting there as a fan watching that game, but knowing you have to pump up twenty five thousand people, that must be an insanely hard job. Yeah, but our still city key moment of the week this week was the two points mm. um, uh, in the game and the decision whether to take two points. Yeah. That early in the game, or I, I don't take the two points. Either. Yeah, or go for the try, which to me says a lot about our confidence in our own yeah. offense. Yeah, but not not only that is. I feel in that situation where that's really the first time you've been down there and you're 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 trying to apply pressure. You want to apply pressure early. And that just shows the opposition, hey, they don't think they can score. No. We're only eight, nine minutes into this game. They already think they can't score a try against us. They're taking the two. They're taking yeah. the easy option. So yeah. it, it, to me it just shows a sign of... Yeah, you know what? I don't think we can score a try here. Let's just take the two. I yeah. mean, it didn't didn't matter in the no, end of the day. I really don't think whichever whether we tried to go for the try or took yeah, the two wouldn't yeah. have mattered in the end of the day. What's the old old Lincoln Park song? In the end, it yeah. doesn't really matter. In the end, taking the two didn't really matter. But, that's um, that's the extended version. Of yeah, the song. that's the remix, Benji yeah. remix. Um, but yeah, so that is our Steel City a key moment of the week. Reward yourself with a Steel City. Talking about. Um, conversion attempts. Mitch Moses, Mitch Moses lines it up. I, I'm I'm sitting directly in line with with this kick in the stands, right where my seat is. I'm in line with the ball and the goalpost. Mitch Moses kicks it, goes to the left yeah. of the post. It didn't go over directly over the upright. It was probably a good half a meter outside the left upright. Yep. And they gave it. Once again, that's the reason why we lost. <laughs> Those touchies, like, seriously, you're going to get a spec savers because that was, like, crazy. Even Mitchell Moses running back knew. Like, he oh, was he laughing. Knew. He, knew. he was like, you could see him thinking, I bloody missed that. <laughs> Getting away from here. That two points is going to come back to bite us in the ass in the end of the year. You watch. You watch our four and against. Oh, that's our bloody four and against we're right gonna, there. We're going to lose out on the eight by two points. Oh, mate, I wouldn't. We are nice fans. This That would not surprise me. But um, uh, Pongus HIA did surprise me at the game. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw him, you know, get hit. And um, the next thing you know, he's gone off for HIA. And at the game, I'm thinking, well, he landed on his ass. He's, yeah. not, he's not a bloody stegosaurus. Yeah. He doesn't have his brain in his ass. What, what's going on? Well, in their tail, they don't really have it in their ass. <laughs> just for anyone playing at home with, you know, dinosaur knowledge. The same Jurassic Park. Oh, just with dinosaurs in general. Just with their toy dinosaurs. Who knows? Well, there you go. say, yeah. <laughs> Pet dinosaurs. Pet dinosaurs, Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, the scientists. Anyway, we're going off track here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he landed on his ass, and I didn't understand at the time. I'm like, what is going on here? I but didn't. I didn't at the time. On the replay. The, the booze went up when he got told to get off the field because yeah. we, we hate this HIA doctor sitting in the bunker going, oh, that looked a bit bit hard. And let's be honest, he milked it a little bit for what he it was did. worth. He, he, he milked it for which, and you can't know, blame him. That's what they do these days. Which goes 50-50. Yeah. 50-50 or either give you a penalty or, or a player might get sent to the bin. Yeah. Or you could end up off for 15 minutes with a yeah. HIA check. But looking back at the replay, which, like I said, I didn't notice at the game, and I don't think a lot of like fans did, and a lot of fans probably didn't watch a replay like we did. Um, uh, his knee, um, not sorry, his knee, his head actually came in contact with yeah. one of their Parramatta yeah, fans' he's knees. Yeah, backwards into the old Yeah, and it actually hit him knee. there. Yeah, copped him um, in the scone. I don't know how much he would have would have felt it because, like a good mate, Kurt Manikin here, these, yeah, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of padding here at the back, so yeah, probably precautionary measure. Which, but um, one thing a lot of fans may not, um, well, may have been questioning as well, like when a player goes off with a HIA incident, why, if it's a small incident like that and they're fine, 
can they not just come back on? Why do they have to wait the full amount of time? Yeah, I do. I do remember hearing something in the off season that it's it's got something to do with like a prolonged. I don't. I don't know the scientific term for it, um, but it has something to do with sometimes you don't feel the effects of a concussion straight away. Yeah. You'll show signs, say ten minutes later, and that's why now it's a fifteen minute stint on the sideline, not ten. Yeah. So they 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 sit you there, and just in case you do start to show show signs, yeah. and you haven't gone back out on the field, and you're still concussed. Yeah, like I'm no Doogie Howser, but it might have something to do with swelling or something like that. So yeah, it makes may not. sense. I, I got no idea. I got no yeah. no idea. I'm I'm concussed twenty four seven. Did Parramatta play well, or did we just play poorly? Little from column A, mm. little from column B. Um, you only have to look at the stats to see their dominance, though. So it was probably more that probably we didn't play that well because how many times did you see them get the ball close to their line and then next minute they're like give pressuring us on our line, yeah. looking like they're going to yeah. score? And that happened numerous times in the game. Yeah. They went the whole distance in like a set of six. Yeah. Um, at, at one stage, I thought we were playing like a bit of a reserve-grade team out there it was it was pretty sad it was like watching an nrl team versus a reserve grade team we and offered nothing we we offered nothing we offered nothing in attack obviously we scored two points and we offered even less in defense yeah it was horrible you know makes makes me think of me actually leaving the stadium i stayed till the end mm. but leaving the stadium um at the northern end next to putt putt Ah uh, yeah. Yep, yep. There's there's a little little alleyway. I wouldn't really call it an alleyway. There's two chain wire fences. All the Knights fans who go that <laughs> way will know about this. We know about this. There's two yeah. chain wire fences, maybe two meters, two and a half meters yeah. between the two. And everyone kind of funnels in and, and makes their way through. Yep. It was a massive puddle. We've had, we've had a ton of rain. Every time it rains they get a massive t- um, yep. puddle there. Eh? Yeah, mate. She was she was flooded. And people were banked up. I just ended up taking the shoes off me and the young fellow who got the shoes and socks off and we just walked through the puddle. Shout um, out to the champion there who um, uh, set up the little bridge with the like the little yeah. rock bridge. You had to step from one rock to the other just to get through the puddle. But shout out to the champion yeah. who set that up. Exactly. Now, I want to say that that puddle had better defence than our team. At <laughs> least it stopped people. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I, I cannot, you know, dispute that. But mm. um, look, to me, the whole our whole game was pretty much defensive, especially, was summed up with that Papa Lee um, try. Like, we had, yep. like, what, four or four. five? Yeah, four, four on defenders yeah. on him. He had no right to score no. that try. No, that he, doesn't, was, he doesn't score that try against any other team. That is disgraceful. Yeah, absolutely yeah. very poor effort. Uh, yep. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. So. No, no. Well, that's it. Well, hey, um, it's look, mate. I don't like bagging the team and being down on the teams. I'm, as you know, I'm one of the more positive. Hey, it'll be better next week, <laughs> yeah, type of thing. I'm the one telling you to pull your head in. Yeah, but I'm starting <laughs> to get like, I'm starting to get a bit uneasy with the old AOB just apologising at every press conference. Like, yeah, I'm sick of the ums and the ahs. Uh, like, I know what else can he do, but. Come on, like actions mean more than words at this like point. Like yep. you can't just keep apologizing. Like we have to see changes on the field. I want to know if AOB or any of the players know how much a family membership cost yeah. for the year. Like they, they probably they probably you know, they probably don't care. They probably don't care how much people whether it's time, money, putting yeah. in effort to get to games. They just yeah. And and all all we get is a bit of a oh sorry we're 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 letting you down. Yeah, it was my like, wife and my yeah you are. It was my wife and my twelve year anniversary wedding anniversary. And it was yeah, and we did a few things around the game, but we went to the game because we we both loved the nights. And imagine going and sitting through that whole game on your wedding anniversary. That was not great. I apologise, Christy. <laughs> I did not know that was going to happen. Obviously, at the time. Um, yeah, because leading leading into that game, you're you're telling me, oh, I wouldn't mind going for a picnic after it, and yeah, they're probably just it kind of su- yeah, it kind of sucked a bit of life out of the you know the rest of it. But you know, yep. we soldiered on. But anyway, that's another yep, story. Talking about soldiering on, let's let's not talk about the game anymore. Yeah. Um, apart from our man shake, man of the match, one point went to Edric Lee, two points to Simi Siagi, and three points in your man shake, man of the match, Dane Gagai. I thought it was um. It was, it was a bit of a mixed bag of votes when I, I was counting the votes. It seemed like yeah. every player got 
a vote. Okay. There no you go. one no one really seemed to just run away with it like we like an, you know, normally yeah. everyone just agrees that one player was the standout. Yeah. This game I just don't think anyone knew who to vote for. No, I think I think that's the truth as well. I think it probably went more on heart um this one than yeah. anything else. Like yeah. I think the um the three players that you mentioned there, plus maybe throw Ponga into the list, you know, were uh, the standouts, but yeah, it was was pretty average across the board. Yeah, yeah, that that was that pretty much summed it up. And uh, let's uh, have a look at this week's NRL ladder brought to you by the Cambridge. At the end of round seven, the Panthers are still first. Storm, Eels and Sharks are top four. Cowboys, Roosters, Sea Eagles and Rabbitohs round out the top eight. Broncos, Dragons, Warriors, Titans, Tigers, Knights, Raiders, and in the 16th spot is the Bulldogs. We move from 11th to 14th below the Tigers, and with the Raiders copying a flogging as well, saved us from a 15th spot, which... Like, let's be honest, it's pretty much, it's not much of a saving grace. It's like getting punched in the face rather than getting kicked in the face. It's (laughs) not really that much better. It still hurts. Um, All right. So let's, you know, while we're into the good news, let's uh, go and talk to the Knighted, brought to you by Sid Foggs. So g'day, Link. How you been, mate? Good boys, how we doing? Good mate, great. How you been? Yeah, had a uh, actually had quite a long holiday, mate. I was off for two weeks. Um, had a great Anzac Day, mate. It was a great Anzac Day uh, dawn service just out of town here. We we always go to mate. So uh, all in all, a good day apart from the uh, from the Knights game on the weekend, mate. I can't complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah very very true. What do you got for us this week? What I do best, mate, a couple of injuries for you guys and <laughs> the listeners course. at home. Hey? Of course. Uh, the good you were missing those last week, weren't you, eh? Yep. Uh, the big one, guys, Dane Gagai. The injury sticks clobbered him in the face. Uh, look, unfortunately, in an attempt of making a tackle early in the second half, Gags has picked up a small fracture. Now, in some good news, silver line to this, he isn't going to require any surgery. So, look, he's looking between three to five weeks, um, which is super unfortunate. He's probably mm-hmm. been our most consistent informed player so far. So, um, yep. yeah, look, another bad one now. Look, um, doubly bad, guys. Um, Heimel Hunt. Uh, I'm not too sure if the listeners are aware. Um, Heimel only just came back this week to play some uh, New South Wales Cup. And he's he's copped the same injury. Unfortunately, a little bit more severe. It's, a, um, it's actually a, a depressed fracture. So a little bit worse. Um, so he's actually going to have to have facial surgery. Oh, so he's, oh, gonna, he's looking more towards six weeks. So um, could this mm. be the end of his night's career? Like could be. Who knows, mate? With all these injuries, um, yeah. you'd think he would have been certainly back this week, given given the state of the, the current roster. So super unfortunate for Heimel. But um, look, guys, in some better news. Um, after last episode, we obviously all the listeners know our uh, club captain, superstar fullback, Kalen Ponga, has agreed to a five-year contract extension with the club with absolutely no clauses, so we don't need to worry about all blacks and all this sort of thing. There's absolutely none of that. Uh, we know it's on a million dollars a year. Now, um, look, just to make it a, a bit more apparent to the listeners at home, I think it's it's worthy to discuss... Um, Basically, what Kalen Ponga means to the club, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're paying a million dollars for his ability on the field. I, I think it's quite obvious uh, Kalen means a great deal to the club, a lot off the field. He obviously brings a lot of t- attention to the club, a lot of money to the club. Um, would you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah. He's going to yeah. be the face of our club moving forward. You know, you don't have to be, you know, look at all the fans, look at all the little kids in the crowd with like Ponga signs, like love mm. you Ponga and like the Ponga written on the back of their jerseys and stuff. Yep. And like, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, old Kurt Manikin here with his headgear on. Yeah, yep. exactly. Probably one of the biggest, highest selling headgears, I would assume, like from in any the, player, really. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it goes back down to boys. You're paying for ability and for worth. So um, certainly think we, uh, I, I think what we paid was a really good amount, I think bit more north of 1.2 might have been a bit too steep for us um 
So I think we've got a, a good deal with Kalen being on board for the next five years for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm just happy we can put it all to bed. I'm Same. sick of hearing yeah. about it. Yeah. So, like all our fans say, it's great. It's put to bed. Let's let's get to working and dig ourselves out of this let's, hole we're in at the moment. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody big hole, boys. Big hole. <laughs> yeah. Don't like the look of it. No, yeah. no. Have you got anything else for us this week? No, mate. No, no more injuries. Yeah. Um, so, no, nah, look, boys, that's it for me this week. Um, not sure what to make of the game this week. Let's just um, hope for the best, eh? Yeah. Hope for the best. That's all you can do. That's yeah. all you can do. Mm. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us again, mate. No worries, boys. Talk soon. See you next week. Yeah, mate. All right, Storky, it's time for us to... Go into our Lambton Park match preview. I can feel a breeze coming on. <laughs> I can feel a storm coming. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look at this week's Round 8 clash against the second-placed Melbourne Storm at 2pm this Sunday at McDonald Jones Stadium. The game will be live on Foxtel and KO. Let's have a look at your Newcastle Knights team list for Round 8. At fullback, Kalen Ponga, Lee and Chuala on the wing. Simi Siagi has come in into the centres for injured Dane Gagai. He has to grab this opportunity. And yep. just bloody rumble Run and with make it. it his. Yep. And Bradman Best in the centres at 5'8". Jake Clifford and Clune at halfback. Clemmer and Daniel Safidi in the front row. Frizzell and Jones in the second row. And Kurt Mann at lock. Crossland, Jacob Safidi, Thompson and Sue on the bench. Like you were just saying, it's good to see Simi get that centre spot. It is. And we just hope he, yeah, he does does really well. Yeah, bleed a bit of the young blood, which, like, let's be honest, if we didn't have all these injuries and things, he wouldn't have got the chance. So he has to make the most of that chance. And Yeah, well, Melbourne aren't pulling any punches this week. They've they've named a very full-strength lineup. Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether or not they, you know, take people out last minute, give them a bit of a break. Yeah, that's um, interesting thing because they have been known to do that. I think maybe it's a little bit too early in the season for them to do that, but yeah. they have been known to do that before. Yeah, why take the foot off the pedal? Let's just keep charging through everyone, including our Knights, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Melbourne beat the Warriors 70-10 to 10 last week. How does that make you feel? A little bit worried. Mm. A little bit vulnerable. A little bit frustrated. Yeah, a little bit hungry because I haven't had tea yet. But... Um, <laughs> But I've actually got a couple of stats here, you know, brought to you by Adrian Magel. He always likes to give us the uh, interesting stats. Yep. So uh, I'll read them out. So the biggest winning margin um, is in 1935. The Dragons beat the Bulldogs 91 to 6. Wow. So it's gone back pretty far there. Mm. Our biggest loss was in 2007 against the Broncos in Brisbane, which was 71 to 6. That's a flogging. That mm. is a flogging. Our biggest loss at home in front of the faithful uh, was 62-0. Don't remind me. Against was, the Sharks. Against mm. the Sharkies in 2016. Yeah. Yep. So let's hope we don't beat those records uh, moving forward. And um, I appreciate, thank you, Adrian uh, Magel, for um, mm. for giving us those stats. Yep. I, um, I had doubts about the game. I had I had doubts about this this game coming up, and then when I saw what Melbourne did to the Warriors, yeah. um, I, I don't want to say I've completely lost hope. There's always hope. There's always hope. There's always a little bit of hope, and it comes in the the form of a can, lick <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> liquid hope. <laughs> yeah. um, but look, sixteen to ten was a score at halftime. Sixteen to ten. Yeah. And then Melbourne just come out in the second half and just not only kick into an extra gear, but they, they, they go up about five or six. Yeah. And the good teams do that. Like, they could have switched off at any time, you know, halfway through that second half thinking we've won. Yep. But no, they keep their foot, you know, on the gas and just yep. they want to obliterate you. 54 points in 40 minutes. Yeah. And what was it you said, um, Cameron uh, Munster was caught saying something by the camera oh, coming off the field? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the microphones picked him up coming off the field and he said something along the lines of how good is a close win? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or how, how good's a close game or uh, something along those lines. We need that guy at our club. Um, yeah, we do. It, it, wouldn't it be nice to watch your team put 54 points on in 40 oh, minutes? It's bloody been a while, mate. It's been <laughs> it's a while. Been a long but, time. Um, but as I ask every week, where do you see the Knights winning and losing this one? Um, look, let's be honest. The Knights aren't going to win this game. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a very very small <laughs> chance of this. Ninety nine point nine percent sure that the Knights won't win this one. We're we're I hope we're wrong. We're paying nine dollars to yeah. win. That's, Melbourne. that's not bad to, to <laughs> put could, on. It could have been. I think the the Bulldogs um played Melbourne or something last year, and they were paying about thirteen dollars. So yeah. it, it could it could be worse. Yeah. But we are paying nine dollars. They're paying a dollar seven, which yeah. I haven't really seen it. Much lower than that. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think we're going to win. I'm not even sure we're going to come close. I will just be happy with effort. Yeah, unless it's a surprise signing during the week and Superman joins the club. Mm. I can't really see us beating them. They, they just have weapons like all over the field. Yeah. Like they Even can off hit. the field, the ball boy. Did I know. You, did, <laughs> did you see him? I was like thinking the Knight should get a hold of this bloke. Yeah. He was, um, yeah, he's 15 minutes. He was doing really well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just hurts. Yeah, look, I've, I've I've almost completely lost hope for this game. I just hope the players haven't. I, yeah. I, I really hope the players this week aren't going, you know what, we're going to lose this one. Let's just go out there and, and have fun. Kalen Ponga during the week on Thursday is going to some donut event where he's he's handing out free donuts. I feel like you say, who who is it? Um, donut King. Who, whoever yeah. this donut company is, you say, look, sorry, but now is not really a good time yeah, for me to go. We're kind of having go. a crisis at the club at the moment. Have you not <laughs> yeah. been watching? Now's not a good time for me to be giving out free donuts. Yeah. I, just, I don't think it's a good look. No. More like, than anything. I, I, I don't think it's a good look that you've just been towed up. The team you're playing put on 70 points against yeah. their team and you're out handing donuts when you, you, you could be doing ball skills. You could yeah. be running laps to the oval. I, I, I don't know. You could be doing something. There's a little tiniest little down somewhere in the cellar down there, Spark, hoping that we can win. Mm. But it's only pretty minute. And I think like... Yeah, I, I did have that Spark, and then I saw that there's 90% chance <laughs> of rain of uh, 10 to 20 mil. Yeah. Um, and th- that rain has already, you know... Wash the spark out. Um, let's have a look at our last 10 appearances against Melbourne. It doesn't get any better. I'm sorry. They have won all 10 games and have outsc- outscored us 324 yeah. to 114. The average scoreline being Melbourne 32, Knights 11. We have not beaten Melbourne since round 24 in 2015, where we beat them 20 to 6 in Melbourne. I thought it would have been further back than that, but do you mm. remember back in the day those Kamali Johns Melbourne versus oh, Newcastle they, games? They were great. They were great. That's back when uh, they used to play at um, um, Olympic Park. Was it Olympic? They called it Olympic Park yeah, or something. Yeah, I think so. But that was some great. Had the running track around the around the footy field. Yeah. That was, was a was great nice. rivalry too. Like. That's you know John's uh, Kamali um, wanted to play for Newcastle. He wanted to be the Newcastle yeah, number yeah, seven. Unfortunately, he just had Joey in front. Unfortunately, of him. he just had the greatest of all time <laughs> blocking his way. Yeah, yeah. So look, unfortunately, stats form everything's against us. Their form, yeah. You know what? It's going to be you know because there has been a lot of downs in this episode, and everyone out there, it's all everywhere. There's all a lot of downs. Oh, I'm sorry, yep. it's just the way it is. You know, it's a reality. But if by some chance. By some chance, by some sorcery, that they pull one out, it's going to be even that much sweeter because oh, no I'll, one expected it. I'll do a nudie run down Turton Road. There you go. We're going yeah. to hold you to yeah. that. It'll, it'll, it'll be at about 1 o'clock at night when no one can see me. Um, but, yeah. 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 Well, that's that's, lock, that's lock been put down. I'll lock it in. So um, <laughs> let's look at the Kingdom Wrestling key matchup. Our good yes. friends over at Kingdom Wrestling who have a show coming up very soon. So head um, over to their site to uh, check out all the details for that. But our key matchup is the Battle of the Locks. Yes. So we're going with... This is probably my most excited, you know, thing I'm most excited for. I know. The old this game. Kurt Mann versus the old Newcastle favourite, Josh King. I can't wait to see Kingy. On, on the field I. again. Either can I. It's, it's, it's going to be great. One of our faves. Remember yep. old Dan, he used to be on the show. He used to love Kingy. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. Kingy's the number one fan, I would say, old yeah. old Dan. Um, you know, Kurt, Kurt Mann's been playing well. 
He he's has, a little he, bit quiet. Um, the last this couple, game. Of, yeah, yeah, last but, couple he's been quiet. But I would say he's one of our top all year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's continuously putting on big hits and, and yeah. stuff like. He is actually leading a Manshake Man of the Year. There you go. Yeah, very prestigious yep. award, Manshake. It's it's probably the greatest award out there. It's better than the Daily M's. Oh, Daily M, Daily Schmem. Yeah, exactly. Who wants to win that? Anyway, let's move on to the Bay Hotel Punt Club. We'll have a look at the top five at the moment. You and I are nowhere near it. Um, In first place, John Nolan with 44 points and a margin of 99. Second, also on 44 points, but with a margin of 104, Brody Gambrell. Third, Anton Lee with 41 points and a margin of 83. Fourth, and also on 41 points, but with a margin of 87, Jason Mueller. Rounding out the top five, Riley Collins. He, he was in first a couple of weeks ago mm. uh, with 40 points. Storky, you went from 55th to 52nd this week, and I went from 61st to 53rd right behind you and your calamari. Well, I didn't think the calamari was working, and obviously it isn't, but if it was, <laughs> it must have been packaged in a orange and black box because I picked the Tigers. <laughs> and I don't think many people would have picked the Tigers, Mate, but you, I, was the, I was the lone person that picked them. But, um, <laughs> no, it's always interesting seeing uh, where we fall after. My um, my brother Mitch, he, like, updates me all the time. He's right on, on top of this. He's fairly up from where I am. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Mate, your missus is beating you. I know, mate. A lot of people have been. <laughs> mate, see, see what happens when I remember to put my tips on. I actually start moving up the board. I know, I've got to stop picking these outsiders, which I didn't really do that much this week. So mm. the comeback has started. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's talk about your comeback and let's have a look at who we tip this week. We have both taken the Sharks, Panthers, Seagulls, Warriors, Roosters, Eels, and the Storm. It'll all come down to the last game of the round. Storky, mm. you have taken the Dragons. Yep. And I've gone for the Tigers to win their third straight game, and I've got them winning by a margin of one. So I, no, I, no. I, want, the, I want them to win by another field goal. Oh, look, look, mate, let's not mess with their formula. If that's their formula, that's winning them the games, <laughs> then go for it. They, you know, they, they think they're playing soccer and they only want to win by one, go for it. But, go for um, it, yep. you know, I, yeah. Yeah, I've been – I'll go back to Tigers, like I said last week, but – I don't know. I think some of that magic's going to run out a little bit this week, and I just had a bit of a feeling the Dragons are going to put another one together after beating the Chooks uh, last week. Mm, true. So. Yep. Yep. Very true. But uh, let's move on to the Punk Club predictions. So, uh, you want to? Oh, you go first. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll go first, and I'm going to run with the old theme of you know. <laughs> Melbourne flogging us. Uh, first try scorer, I've got Justin Olam. Unfortunately, he's lining up against Simi Siagi. Um, that's a that's a very tough tough ask for poor old Simi to, to stop Justin Olam. Yeah. Uh, anytime try scorer, I've got Xavier Coates. He's just killing it for Melbourne at the moment. Yeah. And my good mate Ryan Pappenhausen to score a double. Ah, see that mullet flowing yep. at the yep. game. Oh, isn't it luscious this year? Oh, it is. Mate, I it thought is. it was nice last year. It's almost down to his ass this year. He's doing well. He's doing mm. well. He's sticking in there. Yeah. But it's okay. So my predictions this week, I've got Coates for a double. Um, I've got the uh, Melbourne ball boy to run over 500. No, I just <laughs> No, I haven't really got. Uh, my second one was for the Storm to win 12 plus. Yep. Um, and Paps being any time try scorer. Yep. Very nice, Storgy. Pretty hope. safe this week. I went pretty safe. Yeah, so. I, I hope we're wrong. I, we we usually are. Do too. So, yeah. so hopefully. that's what we're doing. See, we're we're, yeah. we're picking all the you know storm players, you know, because yeah. it's just going to happen. It's opposite day. Yeah, um, opposite day. <laughs> I really hope they bring their ball boy. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see him run down the sideline this week. Anyway, let's move on to our most popular segment: the Mark Hughes Foundation fan mail. All right, I I said we're going to open the mailbag right up. You hurt, we hurt, let's all hurt Look, people together. out there want to be heard, and this is a great way for them to be heard. Oh, mate, we, we put up our, our score sheet like we do at the end of every game um, with the caption, if anyone can find a positive out of that game, we'll give you a dollar. 
mate, that that post blew up more than any other post we had. There was 137 comments or something. I think you owe the fans three dollars or something. Oh, mate, I probably owed them about a hundred, <laughs> but I'm broke. Anyway, <laughs> let's jump straight into it. Our first question this week is from Adam, Adam Phoenix. Coach and captain seem to have no idea. One shouldn't be a coach. The other shouldn't be a captain for at least another five years. I'm going to agree with you um, definitely on the captain one. I think Ponga is a great player. Um, he's, let's be honest, he's the future of our club. He's there for the next five years. You know, yep. hook him up with someone else and that premiership may not be too far away. Another great superstar. But um, I don't think he needs the pressure. I don't think he needs the pressure of being captain at this stage. There's other players at our club who have older heads um, and let's be honest, like maybe a little bit more respected if they were to raise their uh, voice, that type of thing. Someone yeah. like a Frizzell, someone like a Clemmer, someone like that. I just yeah, I agree. And it, it's, it's no disrespect to Ponga. He's got a long time left in the game. Just worry about Ponga, worry about Ponga's game. Yep. Don't worry about all this other stuff. Let our older heads deal with that and let's see what happens. Yep. That's my opinion on that. Yep. What about coach? Coach, oh, oh, that's a tough one for me. Like, I know we were talking about this off um, off air. For me, the heart has to be there, and the team isn't giving that heart at the mm. moment. But it does make me wonder, you know, um, like you said, the coach is responsible for that. So, I don't know. I'm still – it's going to sound crazy, but I'm still sticking on the AOB train just from – the fr- every time they flick to him on the game, the frustration that he was having, he seems as frustrated as we are. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he would be because yeah. at the end of the day, he's probably the first on the chopping block. Oh, definitely. It's always yep. the way, isn't it? So Yep. Yeah, um, yeah I I agree. Kalen, Kalen right now is, is not a captain. To me, he proved it. On the weekend, there, there was a situation where uh, Frizzell went up and questioned the ref. And the ref basically said, mate, go away, you're not the captain. So then Ponga went, oh, okay, I'll go up. But he didn't hear what Frizzell said. And Kalen basically questioned him and the ref said, you know, he's not the captain. And he goes, oh, but did you hear what he said? As if to say... You know, this yeah. is me pleading pleading my case. And when the ref turned around and said, basically, well, you don't even know why you're up here. Yeah. Go away, sunshine. Kalen just did his, you know, his, his bit of a goofy laugh and turned around and walked away. Like, yeah. that's not a leader. That's not a captain. Kalen is yeah. not ready. Like, say what you want about Mitchell Pierce, And, like, to be honest, I don't think we would be in that much of a different position even if he did stay. But... He was a leader. Was a le- you could hear him. You could hear him from the sidelines. Yeah, exactly. Barking orders, directions during play. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But I'm, I am, I am having my doubts about O'Brien. Yeah. I, I, I really fair, am. Which is fair. I really am. Recruitment is is a bit of a problem at the moment. And at the end of the day, he is in charge. He's in charge of who he wants at this club. Um, and not not so much in the negotiations, but he kind of pushes it in the right direction. Um, and you know, we we were having this discussion yesterday that he, he came from good clubs. So if you want to use the analogy, say real world, real world, he did his apprenticeships for a good company, four years of an apprenticeship with a good company. And we basically hired him on that. We basically went, oh, you electrician with that company for that long. You must be a good electrician. Yeah. No, he, he, he just he just came from a good system. And yeah. I, I feel like he's, yeah, I feel like he's starting to be found out and if we had to go for a replacement, I would be picking up the phone right now and calling a Fleno, Shane Flanagan. Well, there isn't really too many more of them out there, really. There's not, not a whole lot of um, coaches out there and I'd just say, mate, what's your plans for 2023? We may come calling. Yeah. Yep. Just be ready. Yep, just be ready. But, um, okay, so moving on to our next one, Jared Earl. Is it time to start dropping players? I know it's hard with injuries, but Roosters last year had injuries but were still competitive. Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, I, w- I would like to, and I'm a bit surprised that O'Brien's named the exact same team as last week bar one injury. Yeah. Um, I would I would have liked to have seen some other people get a bit of a chance. Maybe maybe Randall um, shouldn't be where he is. Maybe Phoenix shouldn't be where he is. I, I, I'm not going to get into that right now. Yeah. Um, 
but we lack the depth, especially in the halves. You look at our halves in, in New South Wales Cup, you've got Dylan Piffian, who's really not a half, yeah. and I couldn't even name the other half right now off the top of my head. Uh, and Hooker's is the same. Hooker's the same. You look at what we had. We had one guy that was, I think it was a boxer, before he came to the Knights or something. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Don't don't quote me on it. But, yeah, we just really, really lack depth. Yeah. But for me, something that I probably would have tried this week, just just try it. You've got nothing to lose. You're versing Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I would put Hoy at fullback. I would put Kalen at halfback. I, I, I wouldn't move I wouldn't move Clifford from where he is to put him in the halfback. Yeah. I just I just slot Kalen in there, um, and I'd move Clune to fourteen. Just get him off the field, well, give yeah. him a bit of a well. Clune's running, of a rest. yeah, he's running on one wheel basically. Yeah, yeah, so, no, nothing to lose. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Like what like you said, there's no one to replace them with. So what are you going to do? Yeah, but um, I guess you're in the situation too where. You're thinking, okay, well, if we're going to lose, let's start, you know, bleeding a few of the younger players. Let's put them in. Yep. But then that's also, when you do that, you're basically putting up the white flag. You're basically saying, look, we're not going to win this. We're yep. not going to be competitive here. Let's just see how these guys go. So if when you're doing that, it's almost a foregone conclusion that you're saying that we're not going to win this, yeah. which you can't really afford to do. So it's not, it's not a good situation to be. It's a tough ask and it's a tough decision. Yep. Yep. All right, moving on to the next question from Maddie Moller. When does Phil Gardner take some responsibility for this mess? I don't think he ever will. Like, there's a lot of bosses out there, especially you don't get to the Phil Gardner type of position, <laughs> you know, with admitting your flaws very yeah, often. And apologizing. And to apologizing. Yeah. No, exactly. So, there's a lot of different type of leaders out there. I don't obviously know the bloke, you know, I only know what you see in the papers and things like yeah. that. But I would be saying don't hold your breath if you ain't for an apology yeah. or, or for some confessions from Phil Gardner. Yeah. Um, my thing is is I kind of think he needs to get away from the football side of it. He knows how to, he knows how to basically sell a poking machine. Yeah. At the end of the day, that, that's the business he's in is come in and play the pokies, give me money. I don't really like him on the football side of things. Yeah. West promised us the world and have basically delivered us nothing. Really, when 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 you want to look at it, um, club and fan engagement's gone downhill. Uh, so yeah. that there, there's no fan involvement in anything anymore. Um, merch, member packs, members day—they've all gone downhill since West took over. Yeah, like, day, I know some of that has had to do with COVID, but not everything you mentioned there has, has to do with has that. Has to do with COVID. I remember when members day. I know it just used to be for the members, so I guess, you know, they change it to community day. Mm. But, like, that's not any better. When it used to be over at West at Mayfield on the training paddock over there, it was it was, it was was brilliant. But I don't know. That last one we had, which um, COVID was still there, but when you could actually go to the one up in Singleton. The one at Cessnock. Cessnock, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty ordinary. Mate, she she was very ordinary. Yeah, but I've been to plenty of them in the past and they're they're brilliant. They're like days you look forward to. Yeah. And it does feel like, like you said, the a lot of things, small things in the club. Two thousand nineteen like was probably the 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 last good one. Yeah. And y- yes, COVID does have Oh yeah, it has like it's had a huge impact on these yeah. things as well. But not everything, yeah. like you said, membership packs, certain things in at the night store, like it's Anzac jersey. Yeah. For example, uh, my Anzac jersey arrived today. Yeah. Um, Which I want to apologise. I did mention last week you can't get them from anywhere. What I meant was you can't get them from the night shop. There is other places apparently yes, you yes. can get them um, from. But that, that's that's what we mean. We we yeah. spoke to Jane and Jane's like, nope, club's not getting them in. Yeah. Next thing you know, we see them everywhere. Someone said there was available at uh, Rebel, at Charlestown. Yeah. Um, numerous places on, on um, eBay have been selling yep. them and we got them from a company in Queensland. It doesn't make sense for the Knights not to have it. It's like, no, no. Yeah. and that's, that's just what I mean. Like since, since West have taken over the, the, the ball has been dropped massively. Yeah. Even our media engagement, I guess this is another question for another, yeah. for another day, but so we'll move on to our next question with Jeff Sutcliffe. Uh, when we finally got close to their line, the left-hand side on the fifth tackle, why did our best attacking player Ponga go into dummy half and just pass the ball off? I've, I've been noticing this for weeks um, Pong has been out of position in, in defense and attack. You'll see him just, 
he's not really floating around the plate ball like you know a, a, a decent fullback would. He kind of looks lost. He has looked yeah. lost the last. I don't know. Let's let's call it last month. Maybe since he, he he came back this year, and I don't know if it's the whole contract thing, um, but yeah, he he's just looked completely lost. That's another reason why I wouldn't mind putting him in at seven. Yeah, he's got nowhere else to go. Well, I can't even I can't even blame it all on Ponga, but it just looks like a lot of the club the players just don't know the structure. Yeah, like and that lack of leadership. Yeah, like you look at um, what tackle was it or whatever it was where Tuala ended up with the ball and then just put a kick into nobody. Like I know it was desperation move what he did there, but that seems to be like the ball shouldn't have went that way to begin with. Yeah, and it's yeah, it just seems like that structure either yep. we're too overstructured like we were in past seasons, or we just have like no structure at all and don't get it right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the next one from Mark Spears. Have some players started a revolt, a re- revolt, revolt, against the coach? I'm thinking of a few. I've thought, I've actually, it has crept into my mind. I have mm. thought about this a few times because there's some players in our team and their form past seasons to now is like almost black, you know, black and white. Yeah. Like totally different. Yeah. And it's like I, I don't understand it. Like for me, like you look at the um, both the Safidi brothers, like they were like, well, Daniel was already playing rep football, and Jacob was like looking like he wasn't going to be far behind him. Looks like they've gone missing this season, yeah. and they're not the only ones. Yeah. There's other players as well. So you can't help but think something isn't right. Is there something going on that we don't know about? Yeah. It may not be the revolting against the coach. It may be something else, but there has to be something. Well, Something's going on. Players would have to feel like I do. Where you know I don't have confidence in O'Brien at the moment. That that thought would have to creep into players' minds as well, and they're around him all the time. They see how he acts, how he he speaks, everything like that. Um, I, I just can't help but feel that yeah, maybe maybe a few players would yeah. feel like this. And to me, standout would be Mitch Barnett. Mitch Barnett's biggest talking point about going to the Warriors is he wants to go and play under Nathan Brown. You wouldn't want to go and play under another coach if your coach was performing. Yeah, that's a good call. You know know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm feeling you there. Okay, so moving on to our next one, Rod Hawkins. Why was Josh King given less time on the paddock here at the Knights and is now leading the game in support and decoy runs? Well, that's the difference between Bellamy and, and O'Brien, isn't it? That's that, the Melbourne system. That That's what we were saying first episode this year is Bellamy will turn someone around like a Josh King who wasn't getting game time here, who 98% of the fans put shit on every day on yeah. social media. He's now a fan favourite down there in Melbourne and he's absolutely killing it. He's He's yeah. leading stats down there. And he's not the first to leave, and he won't be the last. Like, look at other players. Like, straight off the top of my head, like Nick Meaney, mm. another one who's at Melbourne. Like, I'm not just picking Melbourne as just the place for everyone to go that, you know, seems to thrive. But there seems to be people leave Newcastle, and they just seem to be better players. Like, what is going on? And and all I can think of is is that comes down to your coach. That yeah. comes down to your coach. Your coaching staff. comes down to the coach and the coaching staff not getting the best out of those players, not knowing those players, because you, you, you'd know that if, if you're if you're an NRL coach, not only do you know what's best for the team, but you know what's best for each individual. You know what's best for Bradman best. You know he needs early ball, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know what best is best for Kalen Ponga. You know what's best for Jake Clifford. You, you, you know these things. And I just feel like O'Brien's out of touch sometimes. Yeah, I don't really don't understand. Yep, yep. Dead uh, set reminds me, like just it reminds me, you know, remember in The Simpsons where our home is trying to put that grill together and he's holding the box and he goes, ah, that's a nice looking grill. Why and then he, my- why doesn't my grill look like that? <laughs> that sums up the Knights. On paper, we have a good team. Yep. And I know some people debate that, but we have a, Mate, cross, on, we have on, a great team. On paper, we have a, probably a top five forward pack. Yeah, like why? It's yeah, just, our uh, forward pack ran for like seven hundred meters or something on the yeah. on the week. Yeah, old Eddie Lee like had more run meters than our forwards. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. Not one of our forwards ran for more than ninety meters. 
I think yeah. the, the the most meters by one of our forwards were eighty eight meters. Six of the opposition's forwards ran for over a hundred. Yeah, it's just, anyway. Um, all right, last question from Dave Gibson, and it's a bloody good question. Why should I turn up each week when the team does not turn up each week? Look, I'll be 100% honest. Like, let's put all our hearts on our sleeves here. Like, I was at the game last week and it hurt. Yeah. It hurt, man. And I was yep. literally on the way home thinking to myself, why do I want to go next week? Mm. And I've never, ever thought that before about the Knights. And I was like, we're going to play the Storm. We're going to get most likely going to get flogged. And then I'm going to be feeling. they put 70 points on. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be the feeling that I'm going to be feeling again next week at the yep. game. Couple of days later, fast forward a couple of days, they're they're our team. Yeah, you know, and we yeah. do have to stand beside them. Like we're gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of us here. We're gonna be there when the, you know, if the ship's going down, we're gonna be there playing the fiddle and playing, you know, with the band as the ship goes down. Because sooner or later, <laughs> it may not look like it now, but that ship is gonna come back up, and mm. we're gonna be right there with it when it does. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, I, I feel the exact same way. Um, I was walking out of there saying, I don't, I don't want to go next week. That was, that was the first thought that crossed my mind. Then the next one was, how do I get through this puddle? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then, and then the 70 points happens and you sit there going, oh, and now it's going to rain and just, I don't know. If it wasn't for the fact that we've already paid for our memberships, we pay for them at the start of the year. So if if you don't go, you're throwing your money away. Pretty much. Um, If you were paying week to week to go, it might be a different story. You might go, I'm just going to save my money, sit at home and feel depressed on the lounge rather than in the stands. But like you said, a day or two goes past and somehow you seem to forget yeah, you dust yourself off, and you, you dust yourself off, and you sit there and you go, "No, they they are my team. I'm going to support them. I'm going to go yeah. sit in those stands, and I'm going to go home wondering why I went, and I don't want to go next week, and then I'm going to have the same battle with myself the exactly. following week." And this, like, uh, well, um, put it out there. This is you know, a bit of behind the camera, like you know, looking in. This was not an easy show for us to do, you know, no. with how the show is, like, with how the team's going, and to come in and. Try, like, I know we've talked about a lot of negative stuff. It's probably the most negative type of show we've had, which we don't like to do, but it's the truth at the moment. Yeah. You know, there's no use hiding from it. You and, know? and I don't want to sit here and be fake. I don't want to sit here and be, oh, no, don't worry. Yeah. On on to next week, we're going to be fine. Like, there's, 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 you guys don't want to see that. I don't want to sit here and, and pretend. Yeah. And just because, you know, has been, we're, we're still behind our team and we'll always be behind our team. Yeah. And because we're Newcastle Knights fans and we yep. always will be. We always that's, have been and we always will be. And that, we'll stand behind them. But yeah, it's just tough times at the moment. Very, tough times. Very, very tough times. And if you don't learn from your mistakes, you know, what's the old saying? You're bound to, you know, keep repeating them. So <laughs> yeah. And we'll be back in this situation <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was that's that's the questions. There was there was plenty more. Most of them were basically along the, the same lines as these questions. Um, I, I this was probably my favourite uh, Mark Hughes Foundation fan mail of the year so far. It was because everybody there's a lot of emotion out there, and everybody you know like yeah, and it was crazy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to say that usually we get fake questions or. Um, um, fake feeling questions, or, or you know, yeah, like every question someone sends in is obviously yeah, it's, an important. It's someone one, just going, oh, I'm just going to think of something off the top of my head. Yeah. Um. This you you could you could feel that these questions were from the heart. You could you yeah. could you could feel you could feel the pain reading out each question. It was yeah. it was brilliant. I um, yeah, I I, I really loved it. I felt. Every yeah. bit of pain, and hopefully you guys we did. answer them as well as we can. You know, we feel for you guys, and we're all like we've said numerous times, we're all in this together. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, talking about Mark Hughes Foundation, the 2022 Mark Hughes beanies will be revealed this Sunday. So close. Um, with the beanies going on sale June 1st, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, Mark Hughes Foundation are sending us beanies early. They will already be revealed. Yeah. Um, we'll just get. We them. can give a bit, a bit, a bit of a better look. We'll, you know? we'll, we'll get them sometime between reveal date and um, on sale date. We'll be able to. 
put them on and, yeah, and maybe and wear them for a show or wear them for a segment or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for sticking with us. Like we said, it has been you know a bit of a rough ride at the moment being a Knights fan. Yep, but yep, stick with us and the Knights though. Yeah, stick with us and the Knights, and we'll all get through together for better times ahead. So yep. if you haven't already liked us on Facebook, go ahead and do that. Um, follow us on Instagram. Um, uh, subscribe on YouTube. That's we really appreciate that. Click the little bell icon, the ding dong, so you get alerted of all the episodes. You like that ding dong, did you? You like <laughs> yeah. that? I'll see you smile. I love, I love it when ding- you. I love it when you whip your ding dong out. So it's oh, great. There you go. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, but. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so thanks for that and any of the other socials. If, like you said, if you like listening to us, um, uh, smashing at the moment is Spotify. So thank you yep. for everyone who listens to it on Spotify. Yep, racing but, um, up the charts we are. Yeah, so thank you to everybody out there for joining. Yep, anyway, yeah. that's that's all from us this week. Thank you again, Storky. No, thank you. You're the, you're the high of my week. When the team brings me down, you bring me back up. Oh, I do my best. It's getting a bit harder these <laughs> these days, but I'm doing my best. It's a lot of grey hairs under that, that it hair is. dye. It is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. Don't just have a good night. Have a Newcastle night. Like brothers in arms, we're more than a team. And the heart of a say we wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue till the end we will fight sing along live the newcastle knights long live the newcastle knights long live the newcastle knights for the red and the blue till the end we will fight sing along live the newcastle knights